Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me an amazing guest. She is not only a speaker, but an author, and what kind of coach? A love coach. So I want to welcome to the show LaShawn McCrary. Hey, LaShawn. Hey, Anika. How are you today? I'm nervous because we're doing this, and <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the thing, you know, but... I'm glad to have you here because I know that this is going to be easy and this is going to be a conversation, but you talk about something that um, hits a little too close to home for me, but that's what we do, right? We heal, we grow, we deal, right? So can you tell listeners what that is that you specialize in, who you are and what your specialty is, how you can change, maybe rock their world a little bit, but, but ultimately change it for the better? Wow, really great questions. And well, first of all, I'm LaShawn McQuarrie Redmond. I am an author, I am a speaker, I am, yes, a love coach, and I specialize really in dealing with the souls of women. If we want to just really simplify it, I talk to your soul, I go through my heart because that's where the real change, that's where women of impact make an impact is on the soul level. I can talk to your mind all day and all night, but if you are not willing to have that heart shift, which is where all change really begins, is in the heart, not in the mind, nothing is ever going to change. So that's what I specialize in. It's all about love. It's all about getting you to connect with your higher self and just be your best self. We hear those terms all the time. Live your best life. Have, you know, be your best self. Be authentic. Be real. You know, all of this. And, you know, those are all some really great terms. But I want to call everybody on the carpet and ask you, are you really doing it? Are you really showing up in your life and really being a woman of impact? If I can steal Anika's company name, but really being a woman of impact. Break it down, break it down, break it down. Because you just got me shook up because you talk about soul. And, you know, I'm one of those mind shift, you know, coaches because I come from psychology background. But when you talk about soul, you know, you can't run from that. Like you are dealing with the stuff that many of us run from. I am the best at fighter's life. Boy, can I, they call me the runaway bride because I, <laughs> I see red flags and she got the Nikes on and she gone. She's out. You know, <laughs> but you... Even you, you talking about it just gives me chills because that's the reality. It is very true. We can talk about mind shift. We can t talk about mindset all day long, but soul, you said heart shift. Can you, can you go, go, go into that a little bit more? You said you need a heart shift. What yeah. is a heart shift? You know, it's all about the love and really giving ourselves love Everyone is looking for their parents. My parents didn't love me enough. I didn't have my daddy growing up. My mama was there, but she was, you know, always working. So she couldn't really love me. Now we're looking for a man to love us. And it's really about us loving ourselves. So let's start there. Because while you're looking and requiring all these other people to love you, do you really love you? And on the surface, most people will say yes. But when I ask a few more questions and I really begin to probe and I see tears falling, that shouldn't be. Yep. You know, and, and one of the questions that, or one of the responses that has always, you know, touched my heart is when I will ask a woman, you know, about love and she'll say, well, nobody loves me. Nobody loves you? 
you sh we shouldn't ever be able to say that because we should always love ourselves because it starts with us. So when I talk about having a heart shift, it really is about a shifting to a place where we are loving ourselves. And this isn't a conceited, arrogant thing. It's just love and it's pureness. It is accepting you for who you are and allowing yourself to love yourself so that other people can know what that looks like so that other people will really know who you are and you begin to kind of let other people off the hook because you don't need their love because you have it for yourself and you feel loved, you know love, you emanate love and the love is there and it should always be there because you should always be able to say, if nobody else, I know there's one person on this earth that loves me, 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 I love me. That's Absolutely. I'm so glad you said something about arrogance because for me, I always thought it was arrogant to love myself more than I love my kids. Like, you know, the day I became a mother, I've always put my kids first. And even when I get on an airplane, I hate that they say that I need to put on my mask first. And I've always argued, I'm like, no, they're, they're gonna be taken care of first. And then when you break it down and you say, no, because if there is no you, then there is no them. Yes. And you know, I've struggled for years with those concepts. But I think since I became a business owner, it kind of forced me to love myself because you are your brand. Yes. And so, you yes. know, at first, you know, and this is why I do identity and I do leadership because the thing is, is you cannot have a successful business. You cannot be an accessible leader without loving yourself. And so you're talking about the nitty gritty that I wish I knew 10 years ago, or even as a little girl, you know, adolescence, this is a concept that, that yes. many of us just, we avoid it or you know, it should start, you know, in lifespan development, you know, as a kid, those things, they, they start off by how your relationship with your parents is. And, and you said that in the beginning, and it's so true, because you can't, if you don't love yourself, then you can't accept love from somebody else. And the key is, you don't know what love looks like. Yes, yes. It, and, you, and you know, Anika, it's amazing, because we're almost taught to not love ourselves. Correct. Yep. And I know that's not their intent. You know, mm -hmm. I don't believe any parent was, I don't want my child to love themselves mm -hmm. growing up. I don't believe that's their intent. But unfortunately, it seems like that's what ends up happening. Because yep. it's, oh, you know, share. And sharing is great. But also sometimes saying, you know what, there are some things that I just want to reserve for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just five minutes of quiet time to myself. I know my sisters want to play, but I just kind of want to steal a moment of quiet for myself mm -hmm. and be allowed to do so and be celebrated for being wise enough to know that sometimes you need to step away from the masses so that you can step back into yourself. Ground yourself. We need that. I, you, you just called me out because I'm guilty because I have three kids and I'm constantly yelling like you're not better than your brother. You're not better than your sister. You're not more important. Stop. Share. Don't. You know, she this, she that. Don't. You know, and and the more that I learn this stuff and the more that I work in it, the more I realize like oh, that's not it didn't come out right. That's not what I meant. Like and so it's just who. Your girl. You, you coming from a place that that everybody needs and that's the thing that I love about what we do like working together and looking at the difference in coaches everybody looks at coaches and they're like oh she just does the same thing that I do 
No, because you're talking about the ability to love yourself, to love your kids, to love your spouse, to know what love is, to live in love. And you even talk about working out of love. And so yeah. your approach to how you even deal with anybody is out of love. And yeah. when I was looking at that, it, it made me shine a mirror in my own face because I remember the days when I was coming from pain, I was coming from fear, I was coming from anger, I was coming from resentment. I mean, so just your concepts, they just, they resound in every aspect of your life. It's not just relationships. No, it, it, it spans everything we do because, and I don't think a lot of people recognize that, you know, when we're out and about in business, social gatherings, it doesn't matter. We are showing up as a reflection of ourselves. You know, people, and, and one of the things about me, and I guess this was kind of just my, my divine DNA, I've always felt that I should be able to talk to the president of the company. I've never seen other people as bigger or better than myself. You've just acquired more wealth. You maybe know some things and some people that I don't know, but my thing was put me in the room with anybody. And it was because I've always had a certain sense of that self-love. Now, when it came to relationships, I didn't always act in that way. But mm -hmm. in the business portion of it, it was just like, I kind of had that part, but I had to learn through relationships because then when we begin to talk about the words respect and everybody's on this, I'm a boss, I'm a diva, you know, I'm the CEO of me and that's great. But what amazes me is when women run into relationship issues, they come running to me, well, what should I do? What should I say? Should I break up? Should I leave? Should I stay? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the boss? Where's the D, you know, the diva? Where's the CEO of you? Where, where does she go? Where, where did my boss lately go? I'm confused. You want to make all your own decisions. You want to call the shots. You want to be the one. And you're saying all this. And there's this person in your life that you know isn't treating you right. That deep down inside, you've been knowing and you've been feeling for a while that you need to get rid of this individual and they are still there. And now you want to come to me, well, what should I do? And usually I can start off by saying, well, you already know what to do, but mm -hmm. let me help you make that decision. Let me really sh bring that mirror to you so that you can shine it in front of your own face and take a look and see what's there and figure out why are you still there? Because you already know you should be gone. You, you realistically, you already know that. So the question becomes, why are you still there? You just took all my clothes off, LaShawn. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I can't hide them on video now. Like, you literally talked about me my whole career because I, I love to, you're helping me, like, you're helping me get people to understand what I'm talking about because I can't always articulate what I mean. The fact that you just talked about the difference between professional, professional confidence and personal confidence, mm -hmm. professional love and self-love like there's a huge difference because I've always been confident professionally uh -huh. always walked in a place you know when Anika walks in the door you know she can coordinate anything she can this she can that and then personally you leave and you go home and you you, you hide from the shell of this this inferiority this yes. I don't have it together this insecurity this 
you know, it's two different worlds. And that's why I love to talk about identity because you just mentioned that you can't have one without the other. You can't be the boss at work and the victim at home. Like it, it and that is so many people's reality. Yes, 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 it, unfortunately it is. So we need to pull all of the pieces together, you know, and then there are some, they're the victim at home and they're the victim at work. Very because you know, and it's the old saying we teach people how to treat us, which is in fact true. But my question is, what are you teaching them? Why do certain people think that they can say anything to you? Why do they think they can treat you any kind of way? We need to make sure that we are showing up confidently, and it's not about having an arrogant or you know, rolling our eyes, you know, all of that. It's not about any of that, it's just about saying, Hey. I am here, you are in my space. Let's work this out. Let's talk to each other in a respectable manner. You know, the whole golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. We're going to respect each other. And you know, and, and just setting that tone professionally, when you're at work, when you're at your company, when you're doing whatever it is that you do, and when you are at home. Now, is there a little bit more compassion when you're at home with your man? course there is. There's more love. There's more intimacy. There's more of a lot of that. And that's also where we are our most vulnerable. So our self-love definitely needs to be in check when we're at home. We need to have that so that we're not losing ourselves, so that we're not muting mm -hmm. our own voices and we continue to speak up. Because it's amazing, the, the bold, confident me was always there in the beginning of my relationships. And then somewhere along the line, I would just kind of back up. Mm -hmm. I would shrink. Mm -hmm. I would begin to retreat. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I had to come forward. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to step back into my light, not his, step into my light. And once I did that, it shifted everything for me. But what happens a lot of times is we step so far away from who we originally are, and then he gets trained in that. And so that's how he wants to deal with you. And he be, and once you lose that power, it's very difficult to get it back. And when I talk about power, I'm not talking about running over him. I'm not talking about being his mama or the boss of him. I am talking about love because for me, True power equates love. Most people think of it as money or control. No, true power is love because love is the strongest vibration in the universe. You know, love truly can conquer all, but the problem is we're not coming from love. So people say, oh no, love, that doesn't work. Yes, it does. But we've learned to operate from fear. We've learned to operate from discomfort. We've learned to operate from anger and frustration. Those things do not build us up. They continue to break us down. We shouldn't have to have migraines or pass out somewhere, you know, and always have knots in your stomach. We should never have to have any of those physical symptoms. But when we get them, hey, we now have a wake-up call. So now we want to pay attention to those things so that we don't have severe health problems. You know, doctors will tell you the majority of the ailments that they are seeing today are related to stress. Who do you stress out about? And if you begin to, yeah, absolutely. And if we allowed ourselves to love ourselves more in every aspect, every facet of our lives, we would have a lot less stress in our lives. And there's something that you, there's a word that you use that I love 
and it's a word that I ran from the broken me ran from it but it's a word now that I I stand by and it's giving yourself permission yes and and I always use the term access like I always use fight or flight but when you said that you used to shrink, I would deny access. I would retreat completely. I would, because mm. you don't know how to say what you mean and mean what you say. You may allow something in the beginning and say, no, you know, that's not okay. And then you're, you don't know how to change the narrative in the same relationship. And so can you talk about the ability to give yourself permission to love yourself? What does that look like? Wow. Freedom. Yes. It looks like freedom. It feels peaceful. It feels joyful. You feel this connection within yourself when you just give yourself permission to be like, this is me. And I can't tell you how much happier I am oof, within myself and within my marriage because I am just always LaShawn. There is zero representative. And whether my husband thinks I'm crazy, I'm nuts, which I know he does, I'm like, oh, it, it is what it is, baby. <laughs> you know, love it, like it. But we need to buy into those parts of ourselves because what amazes me, Anika, is that when we, everybody's in some form of disallowing, I can't say everyone, but many people are in a form of disallowing themselves to truly be. And then they're saying, but I want somebody to accept me for who I am. Well, did you show them who you are? Do you even know who you are? That part. You know, many of us, you know, we don't even know. So until we discover that part, it's mm -hmm. going to be a challenge. But I'm telling you, when you allow yourself, because that's the word I, I use, allow. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to just flow. What is it that you like? And, and own every part of it. And don't worry about, well, they may not like this part of me. I, when I, when I tell you, oh, oh, Anika, when I decided that I was really, I'm just really going all out with it. I am just going to 100% be me and stay me. And no apologies. No, this is what it is. That's right. It set me in a total, I mean, my whole trajectory changed yes. because I was like, oh, I feel good. I feel free. This I can do, and I can do it consistently. That feels wonderful. So, you know, when we talk about what does that look like, what does that feel like, that, that's what it is. And for those of you who may not be doing that, and you're wondering, okay, well, how do I start? What does that look like? Sit down and figure out who you are. Go inside yourself, your prayer, your meditation, and you have to push everything and everyone else out. That means the things that your parents have taught you, maybe even your religious community. And I know I'm stepping on toes with that, but I have to say this. For real. If your beliefs are not serving you, do not serve them. If your beliefs are not serving you, then you don't serve them. If you are always feeling bad and guilty and negative and condemned, and I can never do anything right, and it causes you to have self-talk that is so negative, why are you holding on to that belief system? And, you know, and that's a big part of it, letting go of certain belief systems. And people. Go ahead. And people. Oh, 
And people, <laughs> yes, and sometimes in people, but here's the great thing. When you begin to gravitate into who you really are, you don't even have to get rid of people. You'll just naturally find the two of you don't have time to talk anymore. We used mm -hmm. to do lunch, you know, once a week. We don't do that anymore. And it will naturally happen because who you are is changing. So you're going to begin to attract different types of people into your life. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to get tired of it, you know? Some people, and when, you, when you're growing and developing, and some of you may already know this, a lot of times it makes the people that are around you uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they don't know where they fall in your life anymore. They see you making all these big changes and some people will accuse you of thinking that you're, or you, you're better or, you, or you're an expert now or you, hey, I'm owning who I am and you're allowed to feel however you feel about that. But if it's not positive, I'm going to ask you to keep it to yourself or, you know, just go somewhere on the side and, you know, I still love you, but I'm only allowing love into my space. Because as I'm loving myself, it's a requirement that those who are around me love me as well. And don't be afraid to set those boundaries. Don't be afraid to say no. And, and that was, you know, a, another gift I say from God. I have always been able to tell people no. <laughs> when I hear people say, I have a hard time saying no, I'm like, ooh, but do you understand what that really means? Because what you are doing is giving that other person the ability to grow in and of themselves. No is not rejecting them. No is just saying, you know what? I'm looking at this situation and that's not a good idea for me. And if there's a better idea for me, I'm going to explore that. And I challenge you to figure out what's the better idea for you because you think that this is the good idea and sometimes it's not. Yeah. So being able to say, no, I'm telling you, it, it, it all comes together, Anika. It all comes together. now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used to think it was rejecting people because I had a problem with rejection, but I learned the boundaries are my friend. They are. And oh, I yeah. love no, because yeah. I used to be the people pleaser and I used to tell everybody yes. And I used to overextend myself and I used to believe yes, 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 yes. Because I'm scared of what people will do if you tell them no. What are they going to do? Are they going to find the answer? You know what? Not my problem. Not I can be. I know my capabilities. I know what I can and cannot do. And I'm, I'm sorry, but this is the best I can do for you. And you know, you know what's wonderful about that, Anika? Have you found that all the people that you started saying no to, they, they're okay, aren't they? I used to think that I was a superwoman and everybody needed me to do it. <laughs> Guess what? They, they figured it out. They, fi they found a way. They figured it out. They will figure it out. And, you know, and I always tell people, you know, we have to be careful because as much as I love to help people, there is a difference between a hand up and a hand out. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to be enabling people. And many times that's what we're doing. We are creating a society of enablers. And those people have learned who they can take advantage of, who they can manipulate. Because you better believe if you say no to someone and they try to take you on a guilt trip and make you feel bad and, you know, and they keep bringing it up, know that that person is manipulating you. They are not coming to you out of love. They are coming to you out of their own selfishness. That's right. So you, you have to decide how you want to handle those type of individuals. So what does loving you look like? If you really stepped into your place of power, your place of love, what does that look like for you? And allowing yourself to operate from that position. That's right. So you wrote a book, 
Can you tell listeners about this book? <laughs> I did. I wrote a book and I'm going to hold it up for all of you. This is my baby. This is I Am Not an Option, A Woman's Guide to Self, Love, and Relationships. You must explain, explain, explain. <laughs> yes, there's an explanation. First, I had no intentions of writing a book at that time. I knew I would be writing books, more books, but for some reason at that time, I just really wasn't thinking about it, wasn't on my radar. And one day I was riding around with my boyfriend and he begins to tell me that some women from his past had called him and they wanted to know why her. And I was like, why her? Like, huh? And he explained- That question comes up a lot. Yes. And what had happened was my boyfriend was Mr. I don't want to be in a relationship. You know, we can kick it. We can do whatever. One of those type of things. And so I was the one who was just like, no, I don't do that. You know, if you want to be with me, it has to be in a relationship. It has to grow. It needs to be going to place or <laughs> she's busy or, you know, it has to be going someplace or, you know, I'm out. So he was very open to making our relationship public, all on social media, because he's much more of a social media maven than I am. So he's posted pictures of us traveling together, having fun, enjoying our lives. So when this question came up, what they were wondering was, well, what was it about her that made you decide to be in a relationship? And he was honest with them and said, hey, she was the first person that said that it was a requirement of hers. And so that's what she got. And it was at that moment, Anika, that all of a sudden inside me, it just didn't feel right. And I remember at first feeling angry. And then all of a sudden, it was this feeling that this isn't right. And we should not, as women, be doing this. Oh. And there was just this kind of like confusion, but love and, and literally my spirit just rose up and I said, we're not doing this anymore. And I meant all women. I was talking about every woman across the planet who has been doing anything to diminish who she really is as a woman who has not been speaking her truth, who has been lying to men about what she wants in a relationship out of life because she is afraid that he is going to walk away from her. I took a stand and the very next day, I sat down and I began to write. And when I tell you that this experience was effortless, I've written other books before and I never really connected with them and I didn't really feel like an author when I wrote them. But when I did this, I owned that part of me that is an author. And I could write for 20 minutes, two hours, a whole weekend, take a break, go to lunch, come back. And I would just write until the flow stopped and then go right back. I didn't need any motivation. I didn't need a writing schedule. I didn't need any encouragement. It was just me and the book. And it was as if my heart was speaking through my fingers and the words hit my computer. That was how that unfolded because I knew inside me that it's time for us as women, we need to do something different. We need to love ourselves enough to, to be ourselves and to decide, I am not an option. I'm just not, I'm not going to be an option. You are not going to be scrolling through your phone. Who do I want to play with today? We are not toys. We are women. Even beyond that, more so, 
We are loving, wonderful, spiritual beings. We are made in the image and likeness of God, and we need to act like it. We need to remember that, and we need to operate accordingly. And so that's the true spirit. That is the true core of I am not an option and how all of that came to be. So I sat down, I wrote for four months, I allowed everything to pour out of me, and then I cleaned it up as much as I could, got it to where I felt I needed it to be to take it to my editor. I found an editor in nine months, get that, in nine months I gave birth to it. I'm like in awe because I look at you and mm -hmm. you know, there's so many women out there that wish that they had the courage to take that stand that don't, I was her. You know, I did the whole children and baby mama. I was all of that. And I was not that girl that was raised to be a baby mama, but I was. And people are, they, they probably cringe when I still use that statement, but that's true because the man was not a husband. He was not husband material, but I thought I could change him. You know, I was that woman that could change his life. And, you know, we had a kid and it's like, okay, don't you see you have a family now? Like, you know, man up, you know? I, I, I did all that. So I know that there's probably 85% of women who mm. can relate to that side of the story. And there is a day that you wake up and you say, I'm better than that. Yes. You know? I had committed to being single my whole life because I was like, I don't have time to do the trial and error thing. That was mm. my, thing. you know, I was like, I got kids and I'm a professional. I have goals. I had professional dreams and I didn't have time for the foolery of, of dating you know, of seeing, you know, if this could be, could not be. But I know so many women who have gone through these stories of decades and decades of the foolery, you know, yeah. to listen to the fact that you're taking a stand for women to say, you don't have to go through all of that. No. All you got to do is see yourself for what you are. Yes. And cut that foolishness out and that years of pain and tell him either you're going to do this or step. Yeah. And that's just real. And that's how it should be because, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of strong women walk alone. Yes. And a lot of women fear that if they are that strong woman, that they'll be alone because that's what's portrayed. Yes. And mm. I have lost two relationships because I was too strong of a woman. And I was told that I emasculated the men I was with. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that you can't make apologies for being strong and you can't dummy down anymore. That's you right. just have to stand proud and be who you are. And I listen to your book and I'm like, I love that I meet women like you now and I can appreciate my journey. But then I look at women like you and like, if I would have just had that book, <laughs> then I wouldn't be here. But I, then again, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? And we, right. go, through, we yeah. go through because we are assigned and we're called. Mm -hmm. to be messengers and I love your message. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Exactly. Because one of the things that I did share within the book are three chapters and I call them my dirty laundry. And there are three different chapters in my life of three different relationships. And I literally told a little bit of the things that didn't go so well in the relationship. But what I also made sure that I included in each one of those chapters, because it wasn't about them, it was about my experience with those men. And I also, I made sure that I added, you know, towards the end of those chapters, what I learned about me, mm. what I learned about me. 
Because many times I, I, I'm talking to women and he did this, or I'll talk to a man, she did that. And they're going back and forth about everything that the other person did. And my question is always, well, what did you learn about you? Because if you didn't learn anything about yourself, this process is going to repeat. That's why you find yourself dating the same type of person over and over again, because you haven't learned your lesson. And you can't learn your lesson until you look at you. You have to stop looking at him. Why is it that every man that comes into my life is a liar? Why is it that every man that comes into my life is a cheater, is a dog, sleeps with me and then leaves me? What is it that I'm doing? What is it that I'm showing them? How am I showing up in life? What type of energy am I radiating that says, you can treat me like this? Because there are other women that they're not going to treat that way. And if you being your strong self causes them to run away, let him go. Bye, run, skedaddle. It's okay. But there are so many of us that just don't want to be alone to the point where we're just allowing someone to come into our lives and treat us any kind of way. And it's horrible. When I talk to men and it breaks my heart because I live in Atlanta and you heard the rumors. <laughs> about Atlanta and, you know, and how hard it is. And not even just in Atlanta, you know, but people always say, well, there's a man shortage and I can't find a man and there are no good men out here. And if there is a good man, he's already married. And it's interesting because I do know some good guys who guess what? want to be married but it seems like for different reasons all of the people that are good people that want to be married you're not connecting with one another and one of the reasons why you're not connecting with one another is because you guys aren't looking at yourselves look at yourself and i always tell everybody forget the statistics i just got married uh what four or five months ago Okay, so I was in this digital dating age of the swipe left, swipe right, the online dating services. I got married in this time. I'm not one of those women that have been married for 20 years and I'm trying to talk to you about the dating life right now. I know because I did it within the last three years. So yes, it happened for me and it can happen for you. And yes, I am over the age of 40. I'm not only over the age of 40, I am over the age of 45. So that, oh, I'm too old. Oh, no. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Because we need to love ourselves and know who we are, regardless of whether there's a man in your life or not. But when you get to that place where you decide to show up and really be who you are, it becomes the game changer. Again, that heart shift, that love shift, and that can only take place inside of you. And I concur because I'm, I'm knocking on 40 and I just got married a year ago. Mm -hmm. And this marriage is it because I married, <laughs> I married the good boy that I met 20 years ago when I didn't want him because I wanted the bad boys. Mm. So, you know, I went back, I always knew who he was. Good. But I didn't go. And uh, I, I, I grew, I had to grow, I had to mature, I had to get ready. Right. I had, I had to work on me. And I tell everybody, it, it can happen. Everybody, all the single moms, I was a life group leader, they all wanted to know, how did you do it? Mm. I shined that mirror in front yes. of myself. And I had to, I realized I was the problem. Yes, very good. And Excellent. it is hard, Excellent. but it's true. It's, it's so true. Because it starts with us, it really does. I'm proud of you. This, this hand clap is for you, my dear. I'm, I'm proud of you. Because it takes... A lot. And for those of us who have made the journey, 
We know, we know, because, you know, we, we were taught to blame other people for what's wrong in our lives. Well, I didn't have this because my mama and daddy, you know, so we blame the parents for a long time. And then once we start dating people, then we begin to blame the people that we dated. Then we blame the government and you know, the different political, you know, we're always blaming, blaming, blaming. Mm-hmm. But, you know, true development and, you know, self-help and the work that we're doing, it's all about you developing yourself. So we need to be responsible for the things that happen. You know, I tell people, you know, you can't be a victim for 20 years. When you first found out about that infidelity and you decided to stay. Now I understand there's hope and there's love and you want to try to fix things. Okay, that's fine. But when you realize that it was still happening a couple months later, a year later, that didn't need to turn into 20 years because you knew in year one, some of you knew before you got married that he wasn't right, that he was doing things. And now you're upset and you're angry. Well, he cheated on me for 20 years. Yes, but you allowed it. You allowed it when you didn't know that was one thing. When you decided to forgive and see, okay, let's see if we can love our way through this and work this out, you tried. But then after that, you were signing up for that abuse. I'm sorry. And I know that's a hard thing to hear. And people get so angry with me when I say that, but I'm only saying this because I love you enough to say, look at you and recognize that that all could have changed if you would have just taken the courage. And it is a lot of courage and you have the power within you. I need to say that even though we feel weak, we are much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And if you had just allowed yourself to tap into some of that power, you could have pulled yourself out of it. And the only reason why we don't is because we have put so much love, time, and attention into him and not into ourselves. We keep telling ourselves, if I can have him, I will be happy. No, we need to find our own happiness. I am happy now because of me. I have love now because of me. My husband adds to it, but he is just the cherry on top. I am the ice cream. I am the whipped cream, the sprinkles. I'm the bowl. I am the spoon. I am the nuts on top. If you have allergies, take the nuts off, whatever that looks like. But I am happy and I am fulfilled now because of me. He is simply that cute little cherry on top that many of you don't even eat anyway. but he's there. So he should be an inclusion into your life. He should be an addition to your life, not your life. And this is what we need to get straight. Well, <laughs> absolutely true. Absolutely true. And, and I, I love this. So let, tell listeners about your white towel YouTube, your message, your white towel message, YouTube video series. Yes, I have uh, almost weekly. <laughs> I, I, I feel that. You feel that, you understand I, that. It is what it is. And, and it is what it is, but there are several videos out there that I started doing January of this year. And make sure when you go to YouTube, you can look up White Towel Messages or my name, LaShawn McQuarrie, and you will find these videos. Make sure that you subscribe to my channel because I really want this to grow. Share it with your friends. It is a weekly video series. You can also go to my website um, and sign up for it so that the newsletter that I send out every time I do a video so that I will come directly to your email box and you can watch the video. But I was really inspired to do this video series because I felt that I really, in addition to the book, I needed to be talking more about just 
self-love, development, relationships. So it's really whatever comes to me. And, you know, and, and sometimes some weeks it's just like, mm, nothing is really coming to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'll skip maybe doing a video for that week. But every time there's a video there, it's truly something that's in my heart. There are a couple of them where I even get a little emotional because I allow myself to feel. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things that you're going to notice in the videos is that I'm not wearing any makeup. I'm literally wearing a white towel and watch the introduction video. I don't want to give too much away. I want you to okay, watch the introduction okay. video so that you can find out why I decided to do it that way. And I will help you out a little bit. It's all about going back to the basics. All right. I love that. And you know, I'm one of those people that doesn't like to read books. So, you know, everybody's like, why don't you write a book? Because I don't like to read. I've been in <laughs> It took me 10 years to do my master's degree. I don't read for fun. So I love videos because not only that, but you can get the presence of the person and of the message. And that speaks to me. And it, I, I just like that connection. So I'm so glad that you have this resource for people. I'm going to put the links to your website, your book, and your, your YouTube videos in the description of this podcast, guys. So all of her links will be here. And I just want to thank you just for being who you are because a lot of people aren't obedient to their calling and you are. And I just, I feel your spirit whenever we, we connect and I'm just grateful for you. Oh, thank you. I am grateful for you too. And thank you for sharing me with your audience. This, this means a lot to me. Anyone that will just let me share from my heart, my journey, because I, I just want to help. And I know that there are more women out there that are afraid to be transparent and vulnerable and really open themselves up. And, and it can be scary because trust me, when I was writing the dirty laundry chapters of the book, I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, I'm not, ooh, not, mm -mm, not, no, not, not that one, no. And, and, and when I would go back, my fingers would just keep going. And I was like, ooh, stop, that, mm -mm, no, we don't tell people, no, that was, mm -mm, that, that was dumb. You, you did that? Like, really? Like, oh, that was a boo-boo to fool move. Like, you did <laughs> you know what, but that's why everybody can relate to it because, you yeah. know, everybody, I hate masks and, you know, I stepped away from the church for a while because when I would go in there, I would feel dirty because everybody's acting like everything's okay. And, everything. and I, I respect truth. Mm -hmm. So those dirty laundry chapters are going to be what women can relate to. And they can say, you know what? She's like me. I'm like her. If she did it, I can do it too. And yeah. that is what impact is. Yeah. And, and, and trust me, because even though I didn't have a plan for the book, when those chapters started to come out, okay. I was like, oh no, I need to get rid of this. And my editor was like, oh no, bring it. <laughs> Let, you know, let's, let's get this in here. Let's not make it about them. Let's make sure that the focus is still on you. Uh, but, but, you know, it's necessary. It's it necessary it to is. come clean. It's necessary to get naked in front of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the self-acceptance. I had to accept what I did, not mm -hmm. run from it, not try to hide it because it's okay because I still love me in spite of it all. And that's what I want for each and every one of you. I want you to love yourself no matter where you've been, what you've done. I don't care what it was. You still deserve unconditional love, but you need to get it from yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to get it from yourself. We need to stop looking for all this love from other people. Give it to yourself so that that way you always have it. And then even Anika, you know, I'm sure you, you, you will confirm this, that when you start giving it to yourself, you notice how much more love you feel that you're receiving from the people around you. Oh, yeah. It so looks different. It's, it's amazing. Looks different, feels different. It's wonderful.
I get messages now, and even the way my relationship with my kids and my husband's different, you know, I was still resistant in my marriage. I, I, I was so resistant in my marriage because I didn't know what love looked like. And every time he would try to love me, I was like, what is this? And then he kept saying, I need you to do more self-care. I need you to focus on you. I need you to love you. And I was like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to tell me that. <laughs> so That's now, it. Good job. Good job. Know, right? and, and, and now I love me. And now everything that I do looks different. There's no... Yeah. It's no force. It's it's natural. It's easy. My 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 vision, my missions, everything is just aligned. And yeah. when you have alignment, and you know, I suffer from chronic illness, and I'm even noticing the differences in me trying to do old habits and how that affects my body versus me just being comfortable with the new me and yes. being okay with doing new things. Because I do it for a little while, and then I'm like, but I can still drink a coke, but I could just sit on the couch, but I could. Just, that's not even who I am anymore. And right. so. You know, it's really hard and there's a lot of resistance. And I, I shared that because I want people to know that we didn't just become us and we just became bad and bougie one day. That's not what happened. Is right. that, you know, when you learn to, to change and make modifications in your life to reflect on who you're trying to be, then you will be her. And that's it. It's just that simple. Hmm. It is. I love it. I love it. Well, um, Listeners, y'all, this is not the end of LaShawn and, and, and nobody greater, Nika Wilson and Women of Impact. She is a woman of impact. And so you guys will be hearing more from her and we will be um, following you. So um, just know that, that you got us now. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Well, I'm glad. And, and, and I'm here for you. Um, also, I, I do want to mention this quickly, Anika. For anyone who is um, follows Anika, you're a part of Women of Impact, I am going to be running special coaching packages just for you. So go to my website, contact me, let me know that you found out about me through Women of Impact. And, you know, I'm because I'm here for you. So whatever I can do to help you. Awesome. I'm here. Awesome resource, you guys. So I really hope you guys tap in. And I want to thank you guys for tuning into another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. Any takeaways, LaShawn? <sighs> takeaways. Mm, I always have to think on this. My last final closing words. <sighs> Love yourself. And I want each one of you to begin taking steps that will show that in your life, you have made the declaration that I am not an option. All right. And with that, you guys, don't forget, stay powerful. Thank you, Anika. <laughs>